0: Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Last week, we talked about stories that shape our view of love, or I talked about stories that shape my view of love. And I invited you to think about the stories that shape your view of love. This week, I'm talking about stories that shape our view of self. What are those stories that shape how we see ourselves, how we interact with ourselves, the selves that we present to the world, and the, the one that we hide, that we don't want anybody to see. And the self that people reflect to us, is that the truth? What are those stories? So I was a newish qualified social worker. And I was working in addictions many years ago. And I'd gone on maternity leave for our, second, our last child, which is 12 now. And I'd returned from maternity leave. I was practice teaching at the time as well. So as well as working in addictions, I was practice teaching. I was... And as a practice teacher in the UK, you help to train social workers when they're in placements. So as social work students are in placement, I would be responsible for them. So I would go to their placements. I would observe their practice. I would write the reports for the university. I would make sure that their practice is in line with the codes of practice for the social work profession, just to make sure all of that is in line. And so I would pass or fail a social work student if their work, the work that they were doing with service users wasn't in line to the cause of practice. So with all that being said, I was coming back from maternity leave and I was doing some refresher training. And in that training, I was doing a, a values exercise. And we did we do these values exercise pretty frequently. And I, I was learning about my values, learning about myself in those early stages of doing those exercises after finished training. And I noticed something Coming back from maternity leave. Now, this wasn't my first child, my first pregnancy or first child, but this was three years after we we I was a mother. I was a so I was a newish mother, four years in, and as I did the values exercise, I realized that something had shifted. My values had changed. Things about me had changed, and I was I was amazed by that, but I was also very excited by it. I was just like, look to the to the train. I said, Jill, look. My values have changed. And she says, I would hope so, Joanna. And that really stayed with me because I didn't know things as fundamental as as values would change. But I had changed. There's something shifted in me that changed me. And I noticed it as as I was doing that exercise. So I'm sharing the story because I'm talking about stories that shape our view of self this week. What were the stories that gave me my worldview? And how did that worldview shift? over a a nine-month maternity leave when I was a new mom navigating a newish marriage five years, three children, no family around. I had changed at at this fundamental level that I hadn't noticed until I sat to do a values exercise. And maybe you, you might notice this about yourself as well, that you change. There are things about you that shift and change and you're not realizing that they have. Now, in the same way that we don't realize the change because they're so subtle and they're happening under the surface without us realizing it, how we interact with our self-change, how we interact with the world change, the kind of mother you were last year, you're not the same kind of mother this year, the, the same kind of woman. And so who is that? I believe it's really important for us to go on self discovery journeys so, we, so that we can understand why we do the things that we do and who we really are. So there are so many things that shape our view of ourselves. People people answer often, who are my questions, um, without really confronting or acknowledging who they are. Sometimes we answer the questions and we don't really know who we are. Because if I think about the woman that did the values exercise three years prior, I didn't understand or really know enough about me and what I was doing and why I was ticking the things I was ticking on that paper. So we answer these who are my questions, but we don't really know what they mean and who we are. And, and why is that even important? It is important because we know who we, we, sometimes we know who people say we are, the self that people tell us we, we should be. And so we embrace that. We know who the abuse tells us we are. We know who the abusers say we are. We know who societies say we are because of the kind of abuse that we experience and the length of time that we are in that abuse. We know who societies say we are based on the families that we come from, the side of the street that we live in, and all these kinds of things tells us who we are. But you aren't really any of those things. Those things may, may have shaped your story, up until now, but they're not really who you are. Now this week, we're peeling back the layers, we're looking up close, we're answering hard questions, and we're finding the stories that really shape who you are, and we're going to rewrite those stories. Well, I'm going to give you hopefully the tools to begin to do restorative storytelling so that you can reshape those stories, that you can... Write them differently so that you can carve out uh, an identity about who you really are beneath the layers of shame, beneath what society said, beneath what people reflect to you, and the self that people tell you that you should be, beneath based on your experiences, the who you are that is beneath that surface, the kind, creative, compassionate. Gentle, sensitive woman that's beneath the anger, the frustration, the fear the the lies, the low self-esteem and the low self-worth the things that keeps you up at night that goes around and around in your mind, and the things that the way people look at you, the way people treat you, the self that the world has reflected your whole life that shape who you who you how you act how you be and how you show up in the world, we're hopefully going to challenge those stories because sometimes embedded in those stories are lies. Embedded in those stories are negative, destructive messages. Embedded in those stories are fear-based messages that hold you back, that have hampered your growth, that have told you you can't when you can, that have taken your dreams, that have taken your your talents and your gifts and cause you to hide them in the, in, in the earth and not use them. The ones that, because you are the person in the family that speaks up and the label of black sheep that have made you hold back, that have made you second guess, where the fear of rejection and abandonment have made you not, not step out and not stand out. Those are not who you are. We're going to give you the tools to discover who you are as I tell how the stories, how those stories have shaped you and give you some tools to reframe, restructure the stories and start to live from the new template and not the old one that was given to you by society. So a new way to look at who am I a new way to look at, to be with who you are and a self that will emerge that you'll be absolutely happy with. Because when you are happy, when you, del- when you live that self, that view of self, everybody else will reflect the view of self that you choose to present, that you choose to show up. So who are you? What are the stories that shape how you see yourself today? And what are the stories that you want to shape how you see yourself in five years time, in a year's time, in 20 years time? What are the stories that you want your, your children to see, your grandchildren to see? What are those stories? Who, who is that person that you want them to meet? Thank you for joining me in Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story as I continue to unravel stories that shape our view of self. Thank you. Take care.